Hello, it's Philippa Ballette from the Ending Body Burnout Show. I'm excited to bring a very special guest onto our podcast today, Monique Catterall. We're going to be talking all things breath and breath work and how to regulate your nervous system by tapping into your own inner medicine, which is our breath. I'm so excited. So a bit about Mon. So Mon is a well-being coach specializing in relaxation and stress management with easy to apply tools using the mind, body and breath. She takes a holistic approach, inspiring prevention over cure, living over existing and human beings over human doings. Mon runs relaxation and breathwork programs, exam preps in schools, youth yoga, and teaches mindful Pilates and is an access bars practitioner. Mon is accredited in health coaching, breath coaching, youth yoga, Pilates, meditation, mindfulness, and access bars therapy. She's a bit of an all-rounder. And without further ado, we will jump into the conversation now. Hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show, where your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of multi-award-winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, overworking, addictive doing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, Mon. We are so excited. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. So excited to have you on the podcast. We've been like social social stalkers of each other, I think, for a while now, and we've actually never spoken in person, so it's exciting. I know. Like I'm fangirling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Little fangirl. <laughs> All right. Shall we just dive straight in? Yes, let's do it. Okay, awesome. So we find that most healers, practitioners, this is my case anyway, often come into this profession of natural medicine, holistic healing because of our own body burnout experiences. Um, I just love to know, like, let's unpack your story first because you have a pretty fascinating story that I think a lot of people can learn from. Yeah, sure. Um, yes, I've experienced body burnout um, majorly a couple of times in my life. And the the first one I'll keep pretty private, but um, probably about 2016, my son was 17 at the time and nearly died from septicemia. And it was quite a horrific journey. It was quite uh, stressful trying to get him diagnosed. Um, Mama's instincts kick in and you know when your child is unwell, especially when they're tough. You know, especially when they watch blood being drawn or watch stitches going to their legs, you know, like, mm. and um, my, I knew something was wrong and it was very, very hard to get him, anyone to listen, to take us seriously. We kept getting dismissed. So, yeah, that led to um, the stress of all that, which ended up being a 16-month-long journey. Wow. Um, yeah, I ended up of course, with PTSD, adrenal fatigue, 
and just yeah completely burn out uh completely lost myself yeah yeah mm. he's okay now he's okay oh, now good. by the way <laughs> <laughs> did he did he get better and then you got better or he got better and then your burnout from the body point of view is just like why am I not bouncing back even though yeah. I'm now not in that fear-based situation no I would say his journey was probably his journey was 16 months before he was actually cleared by the head of infectious disease and during that 16 months he was on 2,000 milligrams of antibiotics a day keeping him Mm. alive and so um during that whole time I was unwell and I was just a zombie running on autopilot. Um, So it probably wasn't until he started to get better and got cleared that I started to get better because I, I, you know, as mums, we put ourselves last. Mm. And especially when you have a sick child, you, it's like, you don't, you have no awareness. You're just running on autopilot and, of course, he was coming first, the situation, the appointments, you know, the checkups. The, and during that 16 months, he had no immune system. Mm. So I was told that a common cold could kill him because it could turn into ammonia. And wow. so I was in a heightened state for 16 months. If he had a sniff, yeah. you know, I was like, are you okay? Oh, my God, are you okay? And it mm. got to the point where I even had my GP on speed dial mm. um, because of the stress and it was like well if he gets this he has to go straight to ER if he gets this he has to go straight to ER and it was yeah so it wasn't probably wasn't probably until all that till he was actually cleared Mm. um that I started to yeah I I guess I had like a um breakdown like a mini breakdown yeah um yeah which which makes sense too because if you're Mm. in that if you're in the environment where there's chronic stress, your adrenal yep. glands and your neurotransmitters would have been going nuts. Oh. It's re- like it's actually really hard to heal oh. in that situation. Yeah. It's crazy to look back and it makes me realise how amazing the human body is, mm. that we can actually semi-function and sustain for quite a long period of time before we do crash it's like we live off adrenaline <laughs> yeah well basically that that's what happens yeah. and then I get the yeah. lab test and it's like you have no adrenaline yeah. left <laughs> yeah well people do yeah. but you know it's like this is below detectable yeah. limits <laughs> yeah and you just you fake it like um I I did become very withdrawn I became very antisocial. I remember my friends were trying to catch up with me and I'd be like yeah 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 in my mind I had no intention of going mm. and on the day I would bail last minute with an excuse you know like a headache or I'm not well or you know um yeah and then and then they started to realize they're like you know you're not you know you're not right like we're worried about you yeah um yeah and some people didn't don't even know what I went through because I'm not one to post it all over socials and it wasn't my journey it was my son's journey and he's quite private and and yeah he still to this day doesn't really like talking about it so I think he can't remember a lot of it yeah. Um, yeah. How old was so it wasn't, he? It wasn't, he was 17 at the time. 17. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. That's so, super interesting that he doesn't remember it. He probably has his own yeah. internal system. It's just like that is a period of your life that I don't want to have in the forefront of yeah. my memory because it was traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Like it's trauma. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for a long time he, um, because we were seeing so many different people, um, there, there was head of infectious disease. There was, 
orthopedics because it was growing inside his hip joint and mm. down his bone. So we had to have x-rays because it was eating away at his bones, wow. um, the, the abscesses. And then there were constant blood monitoring. There was physio appointments because he left, he lost 75% of his strength mm. in, in that hip and leg area. Um, so all these appointments and he would, he would have anxiety about driving past the hospital. Mm, mm. and that was a worry for me too because he was holding back telling me what was really going on because he didn't want to have to go back to hospital yeah wow that's mm. crazy so it was so you, all all stress related <laughs> yeah absolutely mm. so mm. you mentioned to burnout adrenal fatigue um like it sounds like depression as well if you were just like oh. disconnected from the world did you have any Absolute. other physical symptoms or was it more just like the mm. mental shutdown um it was more mental I just I think I was just a zombie like existing not living and Mm. um I do remember I lacked motivation you know I wasn't exercising I wasn't socializing but physically I was crying all the time Mm. um and and I had clients coming to me I've been a hairdresser 36 years and I still do that a couple of days a week and Mm. um I would be in the toilet sobbing in between clients and I and I'd be in there going stop just stop just stop just stop you know and and a client would walk in and I'd be I'd I'd lie they'd go are you all right and I'd go oh I just had one of those coughing fits you know where your eyes water and then I'd have to be all like so what's what's going on in your world and 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 the minute they left I would physically and I, I would just curl up in a ball sometimes and sob and sob and sob. And my poor partner, and, and of course, this was when my kids weren't around. I've also um, got an older daughter who was doing her um, uni mm. and she was stressed about uni and I couldn't let show her how worried or stressed I was. I didn't want my son to see I was their rock. Mm. And so when I had these crumbling meltdowns it was it was when no one was around to see me um my partner caught me a couple of times and poor guy he he just didn't know what to do he'd run away (laughs) um but yeah physically I had no energy uh, very easily irritated um funny enough I remember craving a lot of junk Mm -hmm. and I was eating a lot of junk during this time because I had no motivation and energy and I just stopped caring yeah. Um, I did, and I stopped, you know, probably cooking as well as I'd normally do. Uh, I know when he was in hospital, he was in hospital for a month. And because I was there till like midnight, 1, one thirty in the morning, I was too scared to leave him. Um, I was calling into McDonald's mm. pretty much every night on the way home and just having a small fries or, you know, apple pie or, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, physically no motivation, no energy um irritated craving junk (laughs) yeah yeah Mm. which is which is not that funny actually sometimes people like yeah (laughs) kind of like it's usually like I don't have motivation but the physical side of things too is when you are in adrenal fatigue you're constantly craving things to try and bring up cortisol. So it's yeah, almost that, like sugar yeah. and junk food will actually yes. spike your blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like it tries to artificially increase cortisol as well in a, oh, in like a makes, healthy way. That makes sense. But then everything yeah. crashes and then it's like, oh, yeah. no, I need more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, will, oh, I, I, I swear I became addicted to potato crisps. 
Yeah. I had this specific flavor and I would eat the big full packets like three times a week, which of course, when you're unwell and you're not exercising, I've always considered myself, um, I've always been quite active. I've considered myself quite healthy. And because I put on weight, I just, re- I remember looking in the mirror and feeling like I didn't recognize a person looking back mm. at me. I remember I felt like I'd aged physically in the face by about 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And I, I did have a couple of clients at the time say to me, are you okay? Mm. And if they said that, I'd cry. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so we like in functional medicine, we always want to get to the root cause of why, why the body systems mm. burn out in the first place. So you mentioned stress with more mm. hindsight and wisdom. Do you like, was it just stress or had you kind of like in the process or after you healed, you're like, oh, why, why, why did I lose? Why did I lose the yeah. plot? Because I could see other, yeah. other mm. mothers mm. with extraordinary journeys with their children's health issues, but they don't end up there. Mm. Like, have you yeah. ever kind of unpacked that for yourself around what happened? Yeah, it, it was definitely mostly stress related. And I think it was ego related as well, because um, you know, I, I was, I wanted to be everyone's rock, you mm. know, I wanted to hold it together for my son while he healed. I didn't want to add stress to him. My daughter was doing stressful uni cause she was wanting to be a physio. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want them to see that I was not okay, I suppose. So, um, that contributed as well. So I, I'd say it was definitely stress, which led to the poor nutrition um yeah yeah and the and you know we know the gut brain connection or most of us do so um yeah I think it was mostly mostly stress definitely and and stress because I didn't look after myself I didn't prioritize self-care yeah and I think you hit the nail on the head too where you said it was ego driven as well because it's more around like our response to stress and so if we have this identity or this belief about mm. ourselves that we need to be the one that everyone turns to, it was yes. interesting what you said way like when you first started that story, uh, all mothers put their kids first and, you know, we I think you said <laughs> we fill up their cup first before. I'm like, well, not all mothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so there's a certain pattern trait that it's just like yeah. can when big things happen, more susceptibility to lead to burnout. So, so son got better. Yeah. You got out of that like constant vigilant, he's going to die type brain loop happening. What else? Was it just like, was it just he got better and then you healed or did you actively have to do things as well to heal from adrenal fatigue? Yeah, I actively had to do things. Um, First off, uh, a naturopath recommended some um so I was spending all this money on uh water kefir and probiotics and prebiotics you know because I was told he had no immunity um there was one thing I learned about going through the system the way we did was there's such a huge lack of communication and knowledge and information for us and um then I mentioned it one day very proudly to the head of infectious disease and she's like you're wasting your money because he's taking um, antibiotics, 500 milligrams at eight o'clock, one o'clock, six o'clock, and 10 o'clock, they're getting killed off in his body. 
So they're not really surviving long enough to do anything. And I was like, yeah. oh. So um, long story short, I was recommended some whole food powders, the Juice Plus whole food powders. Um, and I looked into those and I started because he also, because of what he was going through, mm. he wasn't really feeling like eating. But I, I knew the gut-brain connection. I knew the importance of nutrition. Mm-hmm. for him and it was really hard because he wasn't really eating that well and so I I got onto these which um basically because they're food grade they're mm. a nutraceutical they enter the bloodstream and they start working quickly and we noticed a difference within three weeks of him on them yeah right. um like I was I was blown away and he just kept getting better and better. And I guess it's because even though he was on all those strong antibiotics, he had that nutrition. Yeah. So I, my first step to recovering was I, I saw what they were doing for him and I went, yeah. well, I'm going to start taking these. <laughs> yeah. And so I started taking those, which I started to feel a little better. Mm. Um, and then it was actually a really good close girlfriend of mine that did massage at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I won't give her a plug because she doesn't do it anymore. But um, we were actually, I did a bit of musical theatre and we were actually rehearsing, we were in the middle of rehearsing for a show that I was in with her at the time when my son got sick. And when this happened, um, I actually pulled out for a bit because of the stress. But then my son got so stressed that he blamed himself that I dropped out of the show, something I love doing. Mm. And it started to stress him that I'd be in hospital visiting him and he'd, he'd be like, aren't you supposed to be at rehearsals? Aren't you supposed to be at rehearsals? And I would have to pretend to go to rehearsals oh. so he didn't stress. And I would pull up outside the rehearsal room and I couldn't go in. I'd just sit there and cry. Yeah. And one night I went in and I just burst into tears. I couldn't do it. I couldn't remember anything. I had brain fog. I felt like I was going crazy. And I ran out crying and my girlfriend came out after me and she said, I'm really worried about you. She said, I want you to come for a massage. What are you doing Monday afternoon? Mm. I put her off because in my egotistical mind and not fully understanding what that massage would do for me, I said to, I said to myself, like, how can I lay there and relax and enjoy a massage when my son's in hospital? Mm. So sick. Like, how can I do that? Uh, it's like a, it was quite bizarre and clearly I wasn't thinking straight at the time and she just persisted she persisted with me over a couple of weeks and it got to the point where I completely broke down in her presence and she basically said you're coming Monday at 4 30 and she gave me an hour and a half massage and I kid you not she had to put a face towel Mm. (laughs) under the hole because I sobbed so much and snotted the whole hour and a half. And it's like she did say to me, you store stress in your body. So this is probably going to release that stress and let it out. And that was my first step into healing. Little did, or second step after the whole foods, little did I know that at the time. Mm. Um, And I just remember feeling the next day, feeling a little normal again and I had forgotten what it felt like and until she gave me that gift I'm gonna get a bit teary until she gave me that gift I guess it made me realize that 
you know, I guess how sick I was. Um, and it just made me more determined to keep feeling that way and get better. And so I started going to her weekly. Um, and I, I found that that feeling lasted a few days. Mm. And, and then the more I went, the longer that feeling lasted. So that, that was my journey to healing. Yeah. And then from there, um, a, another girlfriend who lived a couple of doors around who was a nurse, she was quite worried about me and, and Bailey. And um, she said to me, you're coming to yoga. Uh, there's a beautiful yoga teacher in my local community who's now a close friend of mine. And um, she just basically said, you're coming with me. And I, I cancelled the first time because <laughs> in my head um, I'm unwell, I've got no energy, um, I'm not flexible, I'm not fit, you know, how yeah. embarrassing. And all the excuses. then, yeah, all the excuses and ego. And yep. she um, told me how amazing it was. She had really, really bad insomnia. And she said she slept that night. Mm. And so the following week, I went with her. Um, and boom, that was my healing journey started. Um, yeah. Starting to feel the benefits of looking after myself and nourishing myself so cool I love it mm. like it was mm. it sounds like for you a holistic approach <laughs> uh, oh it absolutely. wasn't just like one thing that was the magic pill it was no, finding no. finding a bunch of things and yes. even like your tribe and stuff as well yes oh absolutely and that that set me on my path of um also for my son mm. I was so petrified of all the drugs that mm. he was, oh, he had a pick line in when he was in hospital. And I was paranoid about the long-term effects of that, mm. you know. Um, and so I started to go, right, well, I need to keep looking after him while he's at home and in my care and I'm feeding him. Um, and that's, I signed up to IIN and for the health coaching accreditation. Mm. Um, and at the time it was, it was for me as well. It was, it was for all of us. And that's yeah. where my holistic journey started. Yeah. Cool. And I learned, yeah, I learned all about the gut brain connection and yeah. Awesome. I wanted to dig into that. So you had accredited in many modalities <laughs> as our <laughs> listeners would have heard when I was reading out your bio, um, but you're, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of your big passions around what you do is the power of breath and teaching people oh, how to become their own yeah. self-healers, self-regulators. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So why do you love breath work so much? <laughs> oh my gosh. Because it's something we do every day anyway. Mm -hmm. It's free, it's easy, and it has an instant physiological effect on our body. And so most people aren't aware that of the impact that breathing incorrectly you know has on our body and so we're doing it anyway it's for free so why not learn how to do it properly you know for short-term benefits and long-term gains like yeah 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 how does it well especially for our listeners like have an mm -hmm. understanding although I love to have experts in their industry come on too because I'm like whoa I didn't know that I didn't know like, to that depth <laughs> But yeah. how, so, so you be on stress management. So how does breath work help with stress management? And then 
also like emotional regulation as well? Mm. Well, I think emotionally, first of all, it changes our focus. Mm. Um, so especially for people who are anxious mm. and with anxiety, we tend to be overthinking stuff too far ahead in the future that, you know, most likely won't happen or we're um, constantly circling about worst case scenarios and everything that can go wrong. And and so with, with anxiety in particular, it, it's a change of focus and we only have one focus. So mm. um, emotionally that's great and it grounds us, mm. um, which is another, uh, you know, there's great grounding techniques, but physiologically the impact on our central nervous system and, you know, for those that don't know that are listening, um, the central nervous system, you know, regulates it, our body. And there's two arms off that, our um, SNS, our sympathetic nervous system, and our PNS, our parasympathetic nervous system. And I call the PNS the green zone, like the good zone where we want to be most of the time. And then we have our sympathetic, which is our fight, flight, freeze. So, and our parasympathetic is our rest and digest. And so um, the impact breath has on flipping our central nervous system into our PNS zone um, when we need it and instantly um, is phenomenal, you know, and it regulates our heartbeat. It regulates our blood pressure. When I did my training with a Brazilian guy, he, um, he talked about some research that had been done. Can't remember off the top of my head who did it, but uh, where a study was done and when you know how to breathe properly, uh, it was shown that that regulated and the blood pressure quicker than a blood pressure tablet. Wow. That's so Yeah. Good. It's well, so it, good. It's interesting. I actually um, went to the, my GP. I do see GPs when I need to. Oh. <laughs> but we were just talking. There's like so Once many, so many goobies going around. And I just had this yep. cough that wasn't going in a way. And I had to go away interstate. And I'm like, just want to make sure that there's no infection. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> cool story. But she did oh. test my blood pressure. And I was talking while she was doing it. And it was like, quite high she's like hang on just take a breath and don't talk (laughs) and so I just like relaxed and it's like oh magically my blood pressure was back to normal um but I found for me when I started my own health journey um probably even before I got into functional medicine it was more when I was like investigating food and toxins and all that sort of stuff and then I came across the power of breath I think it might have been poor check. Maybe I watched a little YouTube video or something and I was shocked that I couldn't breathe breathe past my ribs. Like it was just like getting oh. stuck in my chest. Yeah. And even doing the practice where, you know, you put a hand on your chest, one on your belly. I could yes. not. I could not get oh, my bre- my wow. belly to rise. It was insane. I did after yeah. a month of just like every day. Mm-hmm. every hour practicing like getting yes. right down into the diaphragm belly breath mm-hmm. but do you see that often like with people that you work with especially yes. people who are anxious yes probably like yes overdoing Definitely. and yeah. yeah and I had it recently um uh, I've been doing a bit of work with college students mm-hmm. and I've created a little program uh for exam prep um to help the students um just give them some coping 
tools, stress management tools. Um, I'm a mindfulness practitioner as well. So some mindset confidence stuff and some tips about staying off their gadgets and EMFs and sleep and things like that. And yeah, there, there was a student um, that struggled with, um, she felt, felt she felt worse afterwards not better Mm. and yeah and and the thing is too um I find people who are maybe a little bit anxious I mean I don't know much about this student but um people who feel a little bit anxious or I find if you're a perfectionist as well Mm. um sometimes when and I guess too in that situation I only have a short time with them so ideally, when I'm teaching these tools, it's nice to have time to practice it a few times and get into a rhythm and, yeah. And so um, this was quite a short time frame to give a lot of tools to them. And so mm. um, I think maybe sometimes we can get caught up in our own head. You know, we're so such creatures of habit. And, you know, for years we've been breathing a certain way, which is mostly shallow breathing. And all of a sudden you're a perfectionist, you might be an overthinker and someone's telling you to breathe differently. And you can get a little bit caught up in your head about um, your thoughts can race away from you. And instead of actually being present in that moment and focusing on what your body's doing and the breath, you get all in your head and go, um, you know, am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Am I doing this right? Oh, is my body going out or in or blah, 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 blah. And if they get too caught up in their head um, without that awareness, they just automatically go, um, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm, so and interesting. it is, it's like, it's a, mu- it's a muscle that needs practicing. I, I say to people, you know, if you wanted to build your biceps, you don't go to the gym and do a few reps and go, oh, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. takes consistency and practice. And when I talk to the students, I say to them, you know, when you were a little child and you were learning to walk, you didn't fall over and go, I can't walk mm-hmm. and give up on it. When you're learning to ride a bike, you don't have your crashes and go, well, I can't do that. Mm. You keep going until you can. And same with when you learn to drive a car, you bunny hop, you stall, you grind gears. Or back in my day, it was manual. I think they're automatic now. But um, And you don't go, I can't drive. You stick at it until you can. Yeah. And, and, and for some, I won't say for everyone, some people really embrace breathwork and love it and dive right in. But, yeah, for some depending what's going on for you, um, you can struggle and it, it might not be easy for you at first. Mm. But I, with those people, um, I do say don't give up, keep practising and there are so many different techniques out there and maybe not every technique is going to be for everyone. Mm. It's just finding what works for you, I think. Yeah, something... Although I pushed through it, so it probably wasn't the thing that stopped me from being able to breathe deeply because I was able to retrain. But something I find impacts people at hiatal hernias. So if the stomach's oh. kind of like, yeah, stuck up yeah. into the esophagus, pushing yes. up into the lungs and the heart, and yeah, often there's like tear in the diaphragm wall. Yes. Um, yeah, it's almost, I mean, it's not impossible to do that like mm. nice functional breath, but it 
mm-hmm. is not functional. The stomach being yes. there and so it can yes. impact yes. things. And one thing I did learn too, you know, a lot of people say take a deep breath mm. and sometimes taking a deep breath can be negative for somebody, especially if they're used to shallow breathing or they've got restrictions. And so they may not need to take a deep breath. They may just need to slow it down. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes just slowing it down and focusing and being present is enough. It mm. doesn't necessarily have to be deep, um, you know, and, and sometimes that's a good start to breath work mm. and just slowly working your way in. We're, we're all different. Yeah, that's really interesting. Before we hit record, I said, oh, Chris would have loved to be on the interview today, but he's not feeling well. Um, and I said to Mon, Oh yeah, he's he's the one who like his daily breath work and he's really like consistent in that. But then as you were just saying that, I'm like, I do breath work every day too. I just do it more usually if I'm doing kind of like reprogramming belief work or visualization or listening to a hypnosis, my breath will just naturally fall into that rhythm without me doing holding my breath for four minutes, oh, for four that's, minutes, oh, for four seconds and, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. And I think when you're quite holistic, um, I think it does become a bit of a, a habit and a programming where we're probably doing it a lot and don't realise it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know myself, it's so habitual for me now mm. and I do it so often now and I know this because I no longer am super irritable. I'm no longer super reactive, like, you know, mm. compared to how I used to be. I'm so chill and, you know, I take little moments throughout the day. So if I'm driving out and about and I hit a red light, I'm like, instead of going, oh, bloody oath, bloody red light, why me? I've got to get somewhere it's like bonus I get to do some breath work yeah and so every I time I hear the red still. light yeah and <laughs> if I am made to wait for an appointment instead of getting all worked up and angry about wasting my time I don't mm. waste my time it's like bonus I do my breath work yeah um, I love it yeah supermarket aisle um I stand there and do my breath work yeah yeah that's mm. so awesome it's so awesome mm. so it's super easy just to implement it into your daily life there are um, certain techniques, yes, where mm, people don't even know you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. So definitely helps with things like anxiety and overwhelm yes. and irritability. Yes. And yes. if you're in that fast-paced, go, go, go mode, fight, flight response, yes. have you yes. noticed any physical symptom improvements or reduction with like clients that you've worked with with breath work? I'm curious. Yes. yes. Um, I've had people report on improved sleep. Um, less irritability, um, great for asthmatics. Um, it's, it's helped a lot of asthmatics. I've, I've even had um, young girls say that it's been able to prevent anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's with other work as well, but based around some breathwork, emotional freedom tapping, um, mindset stuff. But Um, I had one client recently that attended one of my workshops and she jumped in my inbox a couple of days later and said, I freaking love you. And one of the, one of the techniques, she's been seeing a psychologist and one of the techniques I taught her, she was um, coming into my session. um, She was having mass panic attacks. And um, I, when I open up a session, I um, let people know that 
some stuff can come up for them mm. um, depending what's going on for them and I give them full permission that it's a safe space and if they feel they need to cry, they cry. Um, I don't want to scare anyone off because it doesn't always happen but I feel it's important to um, have awareness and if they are going through a bit and get a bit teary that it, it's not right or wrong. Mm. Like it's just as is, release it. Yeah. And as soon as I said that, she broke down. Mm. in this room and I thought oh you know um but she stuck it out she stuck the whole session out she did the work and she said to me one of the techniques in particular she said has been able to stop my anxiety attacks so she she now has awareness in her body mm. of it coming on and she removes herself and she does this particular technique that works for her and it actually prevents these anxiety attacks from going full blown. Wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. that was pretty awesome. It was quite a few years ago, but I did a Wim Hof um, workshop, which included most of it was breath work and then the ice plunge. Oh. Yes, yes. But the breath work, I remember at the time I had severe back pain, sciatica pain. And I remember during the breath work session, um, what was the sensation? I, I think it was just like warmth, energy, light radiating in the spot of my back that was really sore. And then after that, back pain disappeared. Wow. It was How amazing. Is amazing. That? So cool. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, mm -hmm. breathwork's been proven to boost our immunity as well. Um, helps with focus, helps with clarity. There are uh, so many benefits to breathwork mm. and one thing that I found uh interesting when I did my training was that um he taught us noses are for breathing mouths are for eating and there's so many different modalities out there and there are you know like Wim Hof and all of that and they all serve a purpose and but mouth inhaling through our mouth for long periods of time is actually um really bad for our health mm. and you'll find snorers tend to mouth breathe and long term that's not great for us short term it serves a purpose for different things but and so children young children who mouth breathe consistently it affects the development of their palate and jaw mm. yeah so that's wow. really interesting yeah so crazy I forgot to ask you before we hit recorder though I did kind of like send you some dot points and stuff but are yeah. you happy to do a five minute breath work oh absolutely <laughs> oh what's the point in talking about breath work if we let's don't do a little do exercise because this is so good like people listening yeah. again like mm -hmm. as you said it's just so easy to incorporate so mm -hmm. yes maybe don't do it while you're driving yeah well yes there's different techniques um I mean I do do um regular breath work when I'm driving but I'm experienced and yeah. it's not an, it's not an extreme one that makes you lightheaded or dizzy or I don't need too much focus mm. um so I do a there's a couple a, a real easy favorite one of mine balanced breathing it's just where you're slowing down your inhale through your nose for a count of four and then you're exhaling for a count of four and so that's safe to do and I do do that when I'm driving yeah um, I'm doing that all the time um sometimes when you've been talking on this podcast I'm sitting and doing it so 
so I don't get nervous and stay calm. Um, but yes, I think one that I will share with the audience, which is a good introduction and it's not too stressful and they can't get too caught up in their head about it, um, is just having that awareness of connecting breath to body mm. and just slowing it down. And so what we do is we just get comfortable. I'm just going to mute. I'm going to mute my microphone so that if I'm like, okay, <sighs> then you're not hearing me. You're just hearing you. <laughs> okay. Um, so we get comfortable, whatever that is for you. And what I would love you to do is soften down the shoulders. When we're stressed, our shoulders tend to be up near our ears. So soften the shoulders and relax the jaw. We clench the jaw when we're stressed. Soften those shoulders, relax the jaw, and I'd love you to close down your eyes and just connect to your body. And by closing down your eyes, you're just getting rid of other distractions. And then I want you to take a moment just to pay attention to your body. How are you feeling? Is your posture nice and straight? Our body's always trying to tell us something if we stop and pay attention to it. And then what I'd love you to do is just take a nice, slow inhale through your nose and then we're going to exhale through your nose. And it's just going to be slower than what you usually do. It doesn't have to be deep. And I'm going to count because a lot of people will say, I don't know how slow to go. So I'll count as a guide. So inhale, two, three, four, exhale, three, two, one, inhale two, three, four, exhale, three, two, one. And it's just slowing it down to what you normally do. And then for the little exercise, we're going to keep doing that and we're just going to do a set of three. So inhaling, that's one. And then just let the exhale be. If it's comfortable for you to go deeper, please do. And on your next exhale, that's two. And just let the exhale be. Staying connected to the body. And then your next inhale is three. And just let the exhale be. And if you lose count, that's okay. Just start from one again. And if your thoughts start racing, just come back to the breath. What does it feel like in your body? When you breathe in through your nose, is it warm or is it cold? When you breathe in, your chest rises. When you exhale, 
the stomach shrinks. And that's just a lovely little simple exercise where you can actually just connect to breath and body, ground yourself and just be, and just learn to slow your breath down. So that's usually an intro breath that I start most of my work with. Thank you. Oh, well. it, it's crazy how quickly it can change your state. Mm, it is. Like it within, is. within seconds. It is, yeah. Um, that, that's usually how I introduce breathing. It's just really simple and it's just about connecting and just practising because most of us breathe in and out, in and out, in and out, too fast and too shallow. And so that little exercise can just get you connecting. Mm. Most of us don't connect to our body. Mm -hmm. um, we're just go, 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 hustle, 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 and we just unconsciously live our lives and we can get into that existing rather than living. Yeah. Um, and so this just brings us back to the present moment, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now that might be the answer to the next question, but if you have anything <laughs> else that you want to throw out. Yeah. Um, so most of our listeners are busy, burnout, experiencing energy, mood and gut issues. What advice or tips would you give someone who is feeling like this and like just easy first steps to help someone become more regulated? Oh, I could talk about this forever. So <laughs> e easy, easy first steps. The easy first steps would be to start taking moments throughout your day to just stop and breathe. And it doesn't have to be a technique or a counting or a box breathing or a rapid breath. Just take moments to stop and focus on slowing it down. Mm -hmm. So that's one easy um, step. Uh, another is get into nature daily, even if it's just five minutes in your backyard or out on your deck in the mornings. Uh, win the morning, win the day, I say. Mm -hmm. Too many people get up, turn the TV on, turn the radio on, read the paper, and they're just absorbing all this white noise mm -hmm. straight off the bat. And something stresses them out or someone upsets them on Instagram or they got a bill or so to me, um, a simple thing, I guess in a nutshell, it's nourish you, start mm. nourishing you. Um, I always start my mornings in nature. I, in winter, I'll have a, a coffee in the morning. Um, I'm a big smoothie girl. I will go outside, even if it's cold, mm. I will put a coat on and just stand outside if it's only for five minutes and just listen. If the sun's out, I'll close down my eyes and feel it on my face and just listen to what's going on around you, the birds, the dogs, the neighbours. Um, and what's five minutes out of your day to nourish you? Um, sunlight on your skin if you can. Um, people who work in the office if you can get outside on your lunch break and roll up your sleeves or get your legs exposed to some sunlight, um, new, uh, movement. When, yeah, when we move our bodies, <laughs> we feel better. Um, but it's prioritising nourishing yourself daily, I think. 
Mm. in a way that works for you and it doesn't have to be gym classes or costing money um just some sort of self-care um I get clients to write a joy list and write all the things that bring them joy and I'm like do something off that joy list every day and it just might be playing with your puppy for five minutes but I think prioritizing nourishing you self-care diet and nutrition uh for the gut brain connection uh being really conscious of of what you eat, sleep, uh, eliminating stress, you uh, and getting support where needed, um, mm-hmm. like yourselves, <laughs> like <laughs> Chris and Philly. Um, you Hold know, on. obviously, yeah, <laughs> obviously, um, taking control and and looking after self. But sometimes that's a great first step, and it's easy. But sometimes we need support and we don't reach out for it um so getting yeah getting preferably functional support where someone will actually look at you as a whole and get to the root cause and that's why I'm such huge fans of you guys because uh you don't just mask the symptoms Mm. or tell people oh you just have to live with it Mm. um you know I, I think getting good functional support um, is definitely one of those steps. Yeah. I find too, like I'm just reflecting back on your journey and mm-hmm. your your story of burnout and how you had the massage therapist kind of like come yes. into your world. Yes. And I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine you probably weren't doing the things that you just mentioned there Back oh, when you were like you wouldn't have no, been out in the morning in the cold no, with your rug sipping no, on your coffee in the sunshine <laughs> no none I had no self-care yeah um I didn't care and I didn't realize I didn't care I was an absolute zombie who was just existing in this world for pleasing not pleasing others yes but obviously as my son's mum he was my priority and, and and I put him before me in that situation. But I, you know, there is a balance. You can do that. Mm. And I just, I just neglected myself. Yeah. Um, and I, I got very caught up in the stress. Yeah. Yeah. Of and, it all. Yeah. And when someone is in that like deep burnout zombie oh. mode, it's really hard. Like most people know, most people know to get sunshine and eat well mm. and move mm. your body. Mm. But sometimes oh. often you need a bit of a guide, I guess, like a guide to yeah. come into your world to say, yes. not even to yes. give you permission, but teach you how mm. to give permission to yourself Yes, to care for yourself. Yes. And that's, and that's often my, the yeah. blocker for people is that, yeah, 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 Absolutely. I know all the things, but why can't yeah. I do it? What's permission? Yeah, I, I was doing the complete opposite of all the things mm-hmm. um, without even a second thought for my well-being and my only focus was my son's well-being and getting him better. Uh, I didn't even realise I didn't even realise I was neglecting myself. And yeah, my my friend, I guess, forced me to stop and do something for me. Mm-hmm. And the next day that I I will never forget that feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I remember driving somewhere and I thought, oh my goodness, I feel happy. Mm. I have I had forgotten what happy felt like. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like I want more of this. 
Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and that's why I started going to her weekly. And not only that, she was a sounding board because we were friends. I was able to vent to her, mm. you know. Um, so she was like a free counsellor. I mean, I was having counselling support from the hospital as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I'm so glad. I think like especially all the people in your world who have been working with you and worked with you in the past that I always say my mess is my message. And so although we have to go through hard stuff, we can come out of it with so much more wisdom and growth and just the impact you can then have is Mm. like a beautiful ripple effect out into the world. Absolutely. And just touching on that, we tend to, a lot of us tend to wait until we're broken Mm. (laughs) and then seek out to get fixed. Um, I'm really, since my journey and studying health coaching and all the things, I'm really big on prevention over cure. Like why why wait till we need stuff? Um, There are simple things we can do daily so that when we do encounter stress, we can manage it better. Mm. And And if I had these tools before my son got sick, a lot of these tools, it could have helped in some of that prevention. And that's why I went on to be a kids yoga teacher. When I started yoga, I was like, why aren't kids taught this in school? Because breath work is connected to yoga, obviously. Mm. Um, And I went, I need to, you know, if I knew this when I went through some stress when I was a child and it's, it's like if I had these tools just to help me cope better, Mm. yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm. Mm. Well, if any of our listeners are interested in exploring breath work or anything else that you do or yes. we've been chatting about, how can they get in touch with you? Oh, What's sure. The best way. <laughs> okay. Best way would be um, I have not long started a um, business page on Facebook and Instagram, which I'm going to get better at. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with social media, uh-huh. but I realise it's important with, for business. Um, so it's called Calm Minds and Healthy Bodies. Awesome. Um, so often um, I, when I'm launching stuff or offering services, I will post on there with my phone number. So most people text me mm-hmm. or shoot me a message through there. Awesome. I'll make sure all that's in the show notes so that people can find you easily. Thank you, lovely. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so good to chat. Yes. I'm, oh, I'm so, I'm just, I'm so excited to finally connect. And, um, and like the work you guys do um, is phenomenal. And I think I actually found you because I was I had a, I have sick clients. I'm always, I'm a server. I'm always trying to help people and I can't help everyone. And so I delegate and so many people sit in my seat and they've, they've been seeing doctors for years, Mm -hmm. but not getting better. And I'm like, you need a functional practitioner. You know how many people do not know what a functional practitioner is? So many, so many. Yes. So um, sometimes they just I'm, say, oh, it's kind of like a naturopath, nutritionist, yeah. but, you know, we're using yeah. like cool lab testing and we also go through yeah. the roots cause that other practitioners yes. don't usually. <laughs> yes. And so um, obviously I'm going to share this. Thank so you. my community will be hearing it. And so I'm like, well, what, how can I serve you and Chris today? Like, I want you to have a bit of a shout out too. Oh, thank you so much. Kindred spirits. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yes. So awesome. yes, um, I want my community that are listening to this to uh, look you up and give you a follow on socials because you have amazing value. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our ending body burnout assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one ending body burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>